Debbie and I appreciate the chance to be with you here this evening on this great occasion. I struggle with Good Friday. It's good for us, but when we consider what Jesus went through, it's a humbling thing to stand before you this evening. We'll read 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, the 18th verse, a portion of what Brother Bob used on Sunday night. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. A real contrast here in this verse. Foolishness or the power of God. Uh, opposites. We live in a, a time, it seems like, in a world of, of contrasts. People believe one thing or they believe another. Um, some stand for different causes. Others seem, seems like we live in a divisive time where uh, there are great contrasts in how people feel. This verse presents a contrast. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Foolishness. The cross to some people today is, is foolishness. But unto us which are saved is the power of God. I was thinking about, about Jesus. <clears throat> We hear a lot today about it, it, it doesn't fit the narrative. You know, Jesus, he didn't fit the narrative. He didn't look like they wanted him to look. In fact, it was no wonder the prophet Isaiah, he said, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry, dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He wouldn't have graced the, the cover of the, of the magazine. He wouldn't have uh, been on the front of uh, Gentleman's Quarterly. He wouldn't have uh, graced the front of the, the sports magazine. I was in the, uh, a doctor's office a while back, and they asked me, or they got ready to weigh me and measure me. And I said, I identify as being six foot two and 185 pounds. Uh, chiseled 185 pounds. I don't fit the narrative either. And maybe you don't. So God bless you. But Jesus didn't. Uh, when, when, we sometimes see a, a, a picture of Jesus and he's uh, calm and collected and, and looks nice and hair is in place and everything. But it says here that he hath no form of comeliness. When we see him, we, we don't desire. He didn't stick out in the crowd. He wasn't someone that because of his, of his good looks drew people to him. His, he didn't have necessarily that kind of a, of a personality. And yet, remember when the, uh, the, the, the Pharisees sent the soldiers out to get him one time. They, he came back and, and they didn't have him. And they asked why. And he said, they said, well, never a man spake like this man. Uh, 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 
and with power and authority, he would, he would act and he would do amazing things. But he didn't, he didn't look the part. But he sure caused an uproar, didn't he? In his day, but they decided they would take care of the problem, didn't they? So they took him. He was betrayed by a kiss of Judas. And they took him and he endured a trial where they accused him falsely. Where they treated him. In fact, it says in the scripture reading in 53rd chapter of Isaiah, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace were, was upon him and with his stripes we were, he was, we are healed. He was wounded and he was bruised, literally. It's, uh, if you look into or see it portrayed at any time, the, the punishment that he took, this wounding and this bruising uh, relates to literally the physical beating he took when the beard was plucked from his face, when he was beaten with many stripes about the back, when a, a crown of thorns was thrust upon his head and beaten down, uh, but he was also uh, beaten and bruised emotionally when they uh, 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 made fun of him and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And those that spit upon him and those that railed upon him were the very ones he loved. But he was taken to the cross and he was hung there between two thieves I've heard it described that death on the cross sometimes would take days. Terrible, terrible punishment, inhumane. They marveled that Jesus was dead in just a few hours when the Sabbath came and they went to finish by breaking the legs of the two, of the three, and, and, and they found that Jesus was already dead, and they marveled at that. Well, he bore the sins of all of us. Past, present, and future. But it's no wonder that the prophet said, Who hath believed our report? He just didn't fit the narrative. Uh, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord, the, the, it speaks about the, the power of God. Uh, his authority, his, his ability, his uh, omnipotence, his uh, 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 omnipresence. But, but to whom was the arm of the Lord revealed? Thank God for the cross. Have you been to the cross? When they found that he was dead... They must have thought that that was, well, that's the end of that. We've finally taken care of this problem. It'll be done. 
I think it was, was Pilate that washed his hands, but I, I don't remember if it was him or Herod uh, told Jesus, don't you know that I have power to, to over to release you or to put you to death? What did Jesus say? That could, you could have no power over me at all, except it be given you from, from above. They thought that they uh, had gotten rid of the problem, but really, they were part of the plan, weren't they? Jesus is described as a lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. When they put him to death, they completed God's plan. The preaching of the cross is of them that perish foolishness, but unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. Billy Graham told a, a story of a young man who was an Olympic diver. He was a a high-diving champion. And the first day of the competition, he uh, performed well below his own standards, and he was very disappointed. They went to bed that night, and this young man, he couldn't sleep. He tossed and turned, and about 2 o'clock in the morning, he got up and got his swimsuit on and decided he would go out and practice while no one was there. So he went out to the pool He climbed the the high dive up uh, several feet. I don't know, 70 feet rings a bell to me for some reason. But anyway, it's a high dive. And he climbed up there, and he stood back, and he began his approach, and he got right to the edge where he would go off, and he looked down, and the moon was shining bright, and he uh, he saw the cross there on the pool. And it stopped him in his tracks. And he couldn't figure out what that was and suddenly it disappeared. And so he stepped back again, started his approach, ran up to the front and began to jump. And he looked down and there was the cross again. And he, he couldn't, couldn't figure this out. So he went to the back of the, of the diving area platform and he climbed back down and he walked over to the edge and looked down into the pool and he realized what he was seeing was his own shadow as he approached and would dive and he would reach out like this and he saw a shadow of the cross and as he looked closer he realized they had drained the pool the water was all gone he was saved by the cross Coincidence? Something just happened perchance? Foolishness? To to those of us that believe, it's the power of God. The power of God to reveal Himself to you and to me. We pray that this season, that God would reveal Himself anew to you. Have you been to the cross? Have you been born again? I, I recall a man that, that, that preached throughout the Midwest in our organization, and he would always preach, you must be born again. And they would travel to the next place, and he would preach, you must be born again, over and over again. And, and, and somebody that was traveling with him asked him, brother, why do you always preach, you must be born again? Why don't you preach about uh, different things in the gospel. Why do you always preach you must be born again? And, and he looked at that man and he said, because you must be born again. You, you, you must go to the cross. 
I'm thankful I've been to the cross. I'm thankful that I, I, I know my redeemer. I think, I'm thankful I know my name is written in heaven. But I've been to the cross many times. Back again. You know, the blood of Jesus that, that saves us from our sins, that delivers us, that changes our lives. Do you know you've been born again? Someone asked me one time, well, do you need to know that day? How could you forget that day? How could you forget that day that you went to the cross and your life was, was changed uh, 180 degrees? Old things passed away. All things became new. That's what the cross still helps us prevail today through his precious blood. And with his stripes, we are healed. I like that. With, that, with his stripes, we are healed. Not might be healed or not maybe going to be healed, but we, the work has been accomplished. The cross accomplishes that. Several times it's recorded in the Gospels where I think of the one that was let down through the roof by his friends. And as he lay there, obviously needing uh, uh, physical healing, I, I believe it was him that Jesus said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. There were those that looked around and, 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 and thought, Who is this man that he can forgive sins? But Jesus said, so that you know the Son of Man has all power, uh, take up your bed and, and rise up and walk. You know, this healing is, is more than physical healing. It's body, soul, and spirit. The Lord is able to heal our bodies, but He's more interested in healing our soul. He's more interested in, in that you and I come to the cross and are redeemed. That's why He died. That's why He shed His blood on Calvary's cross. To me, the best part about Friday, Good Friday, is that Sunday's coming. If the Lord tarries, Sunday's coming. Death couldn't hold him. But I better stop there because, well, just because. Brother David wouldn't appreciate if I said anything more, maybe. But have you been to the cross? Have you experienced this salvation? Jesus suffered and died so that he could understand every aspect of our life. When we struggle, Jesus knows and he cares. When we hurt, Jesus knows and he cares. When we're persecuted, he knows and he cares. And when we struggle with those problems, we come to the cross. And we find healing there. We find consolation there. We find victory there at the foot of the cross. It fits our narrative. Oh, it does. It, it supplies our every need. It, if, if you come tonight, we'll be challenged tonight to come to the cross with every situation that we face. Come down and pray tonight and know that Jesus Christ will hear and answer your prayer. Come to the cross tonight.